you for joining the new Utah podcast. I am your host, Chris. That was awesome. That is Jessica. I like that. <laughs> the little giggle in the background's Jeremy. Howdy. I like when you do that. Is NPR radio? Maybe board? I should do that more often. You should. And the one who hasn't said a word because she's got goldfish in her mouth is Bree. Hi. That was the word. That is snack that smiles back. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't have smiles on them. If, uh, if you have licked them off. magically stumbled upon this podcast because someone shared us with you or you searched for something fucking random or the word Utah and you found us, this is the show for you. It is all about Utah. The show um, for you. We talk about all the good stuff in Utah. We talk about some shitty stuff as well, but uh, uh, we talk about the, the parts of Utah that are progressive and fun and, uh, and not what everyone thinks when they think of Utah all the time. So. That is true. Your phone's backwards in the stereo box. I was wondering why I couldn't really hear it. Are you trying something different? I was trying something different. It's turned down. I can turn it off and see. A little ska tonight. Yeah, I don't... I don't actually think it matters because the speakers are in the same spot positionally. That's true. One way or the other. That is true. But I, I decided to try and turn it around because the volume's on my side this way and I don't have to ah. reach across and like fucking knock it off like I have been. That makes sense. <laughs> like I have. Been. Well, I do like almost every week. What are you, what in the hell's going on? I just got a picture taken. I mean, while we were podcasting. She must be Snapchatting. Yeah, she must be talking no, to the kid. John, um... Said you guys are podcasting tonight, right? And I said, yeah. And then I took a oh, picture yeah, of you and sent it to, you, cause, to him. Because the boxing thing. We normally oh. punching faces. And not faces, but boxing, punching bags, stuff. Punching faces. Yeah, names. title boxing in Cottonwood Heights. Uh, a place Jess likes to go. Um, we, we started going for free on Mondays at the behest of a few friends. Many of those friends left. It was no longer free. <laughs> <laughs> But we liked it enough that, that we decided to keep trying to do it. And that's our good buddy Dash who runs that. Yeah, Dash Cox. Um, I I still, like the whole struggle with paying to go for me was how far it is and how often I'd go. I don't feel like I'm going that often these days. Um, I've, I've missed a few weeks and, and I'm not going more than once a week very often. So it's uh, maybe still a decision of not, I don't know. But it's fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's probably the best workout I do all week when I do go. It is a good workout. But uh, and I've gone. There's been some weeks where I've gone three times in a week, but uh, that's that's not very often because it's pretty pretty out of the way for me personally. Uh, but I do like it. Um, anyway, enough about boxing. This isn't a show about that. It's it's about Utah. Uh, I'm gonna start with a rant. Hold on, did we mention episode 154? Oh, yeah, episode 154, two episodes away, two episodes away from uh, 156, our three-year anniversary of awesomeness that we'll probably not do anything special for, because <laughs> the three-year anniversary is kind of just a, it's a weird number. No one says... Every anniversary should be celebrated. I celebrate the anniversary of my birth um, by not working. It's called your birthday. Yeah. And I celebrate Christmas, <laughs> the anniversary of Jesus' birth. Yes. And we With, just celebrated his death a week ago. Fuck yeah. I love celebrating that guy living and dying. <laughs> I, You know, actually, we, we did dinner on wow. Easter, but it was just like, it wasn't like anything super fancy. Uh, and mostly we did it because Sean was Oh, that was ham here. was so good. Yeah. I smoked a ham. 
That does sound delicious. It was good. It was quite yummy. And then I used the bone for beans the next day. Those were good, too. I love me some beans. Mm. Beans and rice are a complete protein, in case you didn't know. That is true. It's the, one of the few ways you can uh, match meat is by eating beans and rice together. But, again, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about uh, Utah, and I'm going to bitch about the UTA bus system a little bit. All right, go for it. So, Bree and I were driving. I had to take my car to the shop, and so when, when we do that, I generally get a ride from her, and then I take her to work. And then, basically, I'm really fucking horrendous on the environment if my car needs work in the shop, because I drive it all the way downtown, and then I take Bree to work, and then I take her car to Sandy, and then I go from Sandy back to Bree's work, back to my car, and then home. Really not efficient uh, in terms of uh, environmental Yeah, but car you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, and I'm sure as fuck not riding tracks or UTA, and let me tell you why. <laughs> so my, my uh, auto mechanic is Excel Automotive. Uh, I take my car to them for pretty much anything, because they're awesome. There's not a track station over that way? Uh, it's not about whether there is or not. Well, Okay, so the track station, so okay. uh, Excel Automotive is 33rd and 3rd East. The track station is like 6th West. So it's a good 9 or 10 blocks at least, probably more than that, away from Excel Automotive. Which wouldn't be a huge, huge deal, but... You know, not a big deal. It's just, you know, a mile plus from the, the place, which is fine. Maybe I'd catch a bus down to the track station if I'm willing to wait 30 minutes between the bus route. Although I think 33rd east of the freeway might be every 15 minutes. Usually west of the freeway is where you get the 30-minute routes. Because why the fuck do the people on the west side who don't have as much money as the people on the east side possibly need public transportation? That's neither here nor there. What pisses me off is when we went home, or went home when we went to Bree's office, we took 5th South? Yes. 5th South. Not a super busy street, right? No, 5th East. 5th East, that's what I mean. Fifth, fifth, fifth South is very busy. One-way traffic, don't yes. go the wrong way. Freeway access. Uh, fifth, fifth East, I mean. Not a real busy street. Like, I mean, most of the streets in downtown Salt Lake are about the same, and there's some like Seventh East, State Street that are much bigger. But Fifth East is not a, a massively busy street. From 21st South to 17th South, five blocks, four blocks. Four? Four blocks. I counted four bus stops. Five if you count the one at 17th South. One per block. And there were people at almost all of them. There was one that didn't have any. But but now you compare that to like when let's Cassie go, had to take the bus for Juan Diego. Let's compare it to by my house. I have a bus. Runs right on 6200 South. Okay. I have a, a stop basically at the top of our street. The next one is by Harmon's. A good seven to eight blocks away. A mile down the road between bus stops. There a disparity there, you think? Just a little bit. It's fucking insane. <laughs> and they wonder why people don't want to ride the bus. Look, if I lived downtown, I would probably ride the bus a lot. I would probably not drive my car very often because those buses run frequently. Uh, and they're on every other street. The most you ever usually have to walk is about a block and a half to get to a bus stop downtown. And they're pretty regular, aren't they? About every 15 minutes? Yeah, every 10 to 15 minutes. So you're not waiting very long. Like, you can start walking, and you see the bus, and you can either stop, or you can hurry up to the next stop. And you're not going to miss the bus. Here, if you try to walk between stops, which I used to do way back in the day, I'd go from way out fucking west to way out east on the bus, and uh, 
if you dared to, to go out to the next stop because you didn't want to just sit there in the cold, you wanted to be actively doing something to not be freezing. It's like it's close to a half mile to a mile between stops. And if you don't fucking pay attention, you, miss the you just bus. straight up miss the bus. And then there's another half hour or more that goes by depending on the route. So I, it's just nothing about the Utah Transit Authority is convenient for people that don't live directly in the downtown area. And that's my rant. It's rather frustrating. And it, and I it wasn't even me taking the bus. It was just me seeing the sheer volume of stops. And it's not like 21st South to 17th South is like the hotbed of activity in downtown Salt Lake. It's not around 4th South or 4th East or any of the real true downtown area. That's towards the outskirts of the city, getting closer to South Salt Lake. Not quite, but... And yet, a ridiculous number of bus stops. But if you went west and you went 33rd South, very busy street, same deal as on 62nd. Hmm. It's really stupid. I don't understand yeah, directly it. Directly west, so like the Rose Park areas. It's, I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure there's hardly any bus yeah, stops. Yeah, which does not make sense because those are the kinds of areas that you would think would be served heavily by it. Because there's more people taking the bus in those areas. So anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I did mean to rant. I'm not going to say I didn't mean to rant. I did. Um, how anyone else have any any fun anecdotes or or rants besides the one that I know you're going to get to later? We'll get to mine with news. I already got ten minutes of it before we went on. The <laughs> year, so. There's like two paragraphs on the notes. So, what about you, Jess? I don't have any anecdotes, anecdotes. or rants. You making I've, you making cakes yet? I am two. Back to cake. Back wagon. on the cake wagon. Only for just a minute. Then I'm gonna get ju- get back off the cake wagon permanently. Or what's it like to get we'll on see. and off the cake wagon so fast? How's that ride? The cake wagon ride <laughs> is it messy? I'm just Lots curious. Of like sugar. I see like the fucking Duff cake shows or whatever, and they put those gigantic fucking cakes in the back of these trucks, and I'm like, I wonder what that ride's actually like. It's terrifying delivering cakes. Yeah, I can imagine. Like there is like every single one I deliver. I think. I imagine. I hope I don't get hit. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could. Absolutely <laughs> or I hope I take this corner slow enough. Or like there's. It doesn't matter how many times I deliver a cake. I always think about the same I, things. I could never ever ever deliver cakes because I can't even fucking get groceries home without them sliding around in the car. Well, fortunately, <laughs> the cakes from the last weekend were smaller ones but still, still it's still terrifying because yeah, it's still not easy it doesn't and i've had like i have i always bring tools tools of the trade to you know medica cake just in case but the medica cake yep some fondant some spreaders no. <laughs> some, <laughs> some food coloring it's usually mostly like a knife and a pastry bag and uh, frosting. Some frosting. Do you have any food coloring with you just in case? Uh, or is it mostly no, just to like glue shit it just, back together? It just depends if it's a... Actually, I have. I mean, if it's a painted cake and there's a chance that something could like rub up against it. There's always a chance. Mm. There's always a chance. It's scary. Some of those, I... But they they have huge teams. Like, they have huge teams. They have huge vans. Like, they have people. So, like, you'll notice with Duff, he's always sitting in the back with the cake. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have that. It's just me. <laughs> I think his cakes are more expensive than yours. Yes, most definitely. Especially now that he's in L.A. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I can imagine, like, how expensive those fucking cakes are that they make. So, did he move his shop to L.A. or he's got a I second think he just has. I think he just has a second shop. I think Charm City is still in, in Baltimore, but I could be wrong. Well, I mean, when you're on TV that much. He's cool. He's a, he's talked to me on Twitter a couple of times. He seems like a month, fairly so. nice dude. Yeah, My, he's a cool uh, dude. buddy of mine from high school, Nick, was on some... It was like NBC did a show for like a year where you were challenging celebrity chefs for different dishes, and my buddy Nick... Uh, beat Duff in an omelet challenge. Uh, like beat Bobby Flay? <laughs> yeah, but it was like other chefs and like you challenged them to different things. Nice. And, That's cool. And he won like he, 10 grand or something. Wow. He just did that against um, Buddy Blastro from Carlos Bakery and they had a a bake-off basically. <laughs> I can't stand Buddy. I think he's a douchebag. Yeah, it's a... He's That's a tough one. I, I miss his tiny, tiny shop. His His tiny shop that used to be in Hoboken. It's still in Hoboken, but it's completely renovated um was actually one of my very first inspirations for one of the first cakes i ever made so cool. i can't did you be make it out to be like a mad. shop like the shop no front? no he when you walked when you used to walk into the shop it's not this way anymore um he had little tiny cakes all along the top of his uh, bakery like little little tiny ones uh tear cakes and that was one of the very first cakes that i ever was like I'm going to go home and make that. I want to make this little tiny tear cake that's made out of plastic and not a real cake. Yeah, but it was mine was real cake. <laughs> I w- I'd have been more impressed with the plastic cake that you like form molded with plastic <laughs> that you created out of raw oil. I'm like, let me just heat this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since <coughs> no one's got anything interesting and Jess is in the middle of coughing. Sorry. I'm gonna make her, you don't need to apologize. I'm just going to make you talk about events. I can do while that. While you're coughing? Yes, So I you might need that. a breath and a drink again. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, might. See. Okay. So I didn't... There's a lot of the same things going on right now, like in May. So I didn't put down a lot of events this week, but the 11th is... It said first annual, but I thought this had happened before. So it's um, the Made in Utah Brewers Fest, and it is going to be at the Gateway from 5 to 10... Um, it's a 21 and up event, which is interesting since I believe it's outdoors. Um, made in Utah brewer event though. Yes. Really suggests it should be 21 plus. Well, but yes and no. Think about Tor, Tor de Brutal. Last week was not. That was a family friendly event. Isn't so. That this weekend? Oh. Um, so 10 brewers from all the way from Vernal to Ogden. That they're going to have represented and four distilleries, they'll have food trucks and music. Um, it's five dollars if you buy your ticket ahead of time and ten dollars if you buy it at the door. What brewery is in Vernal? The um, Vernal Brewery, yeah, that's the well, I've had some the hayseed and bullshit brewery. She bought some back for us once. I did, oh, yeah. Um, unless it was called the Vernal Brewery, I thought well, it had a different name. It's Vernal Brewing Company. Well, I read it. Um, they're not inventive in Vernal, so <laughs> no, but they are cool. They're the first place that I ever saw that like individual it, packaged six packs for you. So it, it's also made it out of awesome. dinosaur bones, it so. is. So it's pretty legit. Uh, also, this weekend is uh, what I guess I've been building up to for the last few weeks, talking about the 150th Transcontinental Railroad Celebration. Choo-choo! 
Yeah, and so I was I was looking on Facebook at the events and noticed that there are events from Salt Lake clear up to Tree Mountain. So if you're in any, I mean, Hooper has events, Ogden has events, Tree Mountain has events. Some are already sold out, and then you can go watch the trains come in. Just go if you if you don't get if you don't get to watch them go in. Just go look at them because they're absolutely stunning. And I th- I think they're having a big celebration in um, in Ogden on 25th Street for it as yeah, well. I so so um, I should say I know because I'm doing events, but that would be a lie. <laughs> so <laughs> going into next week, um, again, same kind of thing. Slug is having their brew stillery event. This one is a little bit bigger. Actually, this one is a lot bigger. And I didn't take the time to write down you know all of the brewers. you know those people are hardcore alcoholics. They so. are. 28 Utah brewers, 17 distillers, and then food. And this one That's is all... That's going to be close to everyone. This right? one, it looked it looked like it. Uh, I mean, even clear down to Moab. Moab's coming up. So um, all ages... It is uh, $20, get you a mug and five drinks in pre-sale. Really? $5 if you're a non-drinker. Is it a four-ounce mug or like a normal I would assume it was the kind that we're like at, at Mount West Cider. I would but are the six drinks just flights? Five drinks? I don't or know. five drinks? I'm just adding drinks. I didn't ask. I could ask. I can ask John for I bet they are. The I, bet they, I bet they're just flights. For six, for 20 bucks, five drinks, that's, that's a pretty cheap price if they're full size, like eight ounce. I'll check on that for you. I'll let you know. Um, anyways, it's from 2 to 7.30 at Trolley Square. Um, also on the 16th, sorry, I skipped ahead. The 16th is the Cold Podcast Live at Eccles. The evening performance at 8 o'clock is almost sold out completely, but they added a 4 o'clock matinee, which is like a, their run-through, and there are still tickets available What's for that. What's he going to do, just like a... He's so gonna sing some songs, yes, about his love, his forbidden love. Yes, oh my gosh. Well, Poor I, Dave. I, I only asked that because it's no. what eighteen episodes. So it's they're still not long enough. So they're bringing well, but if they're in doing like a like a one or two hour event. That's what I'm wondering is how, what are they gonna? They're talking about things that weren't in the podcast, and they're like they're bringing in the West Valley Cop. They're bringing in other people that are gotcha. integral in it. Um, that her one of her sisters I think is coming who didn't want to talk before. Oh. Yeah, so tickets cool. are anywhere from twenty four to eighty dollars, and then one of They're my. We're gonna have a séance for Josh. <laughs> no. Try and bring Susan back from the dead to tell us where she's at. Right. Uh, they I feel like that would be a really Bagans. bad idea. Zach Bagans. What having a Susan Powell séance is a bad idea. A Josh Powell séance <laughs> is a bad idea. <laughs> if you have a Steve Powell séance, <laughs> it would be brought with musical talent. He it will be. He'll be standing in the middle like a hologram with his guitar. So, uh, one of my most favorite events in May is (laughs) the Living Traditions Festival, and it is the 17th to the 19th, and it is at uh, Library Square and City Hall, and it is so much fun. If you love culture, if you love good food, um, go down and support the cultures that are in Utah. Both of those, neither of those. We're very diverse. We are a very diverse state. We are. And this is a great place to see it. It doesn't cost to go. Provo, but they have lots of artists. Provo and Orem are not part of the diverse state equation. They're in Utah, but not. They're, actually, they're actually stretching our diversity like 
they're they're pushing it off the scales to to white, dragging us down like a bad penny. White. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all. It's like a it's like a bottle of white out down there that just sprays itself on everything. <laughs> Who uses a bottle of white out anymore? They're the two Probably. like two of the top three non diverse cities in the country. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Like they are not just in Utah, the country. They are the whitest of white white male cities. They don't even have very many women down there. I don't know how they're having so many babies. They're shipping them in. <laughs> it's twins. Twins. That's probably. And they're all they're all boy babies. It's like it's like the Chinese problem. When you only were allowed one baby, and so they made them all boys. Except for down there, the X chromosome is uh, uh, not as pervasive as the Y. <laughs> just saying, like all the sperm is just all Ys down there because of the Y. The Y. <laughs> I got it. I'm sorry, people. Wow. I'm really. I apologize to our listeners for that. Uh, okay. Well, um, we get some fun guests here in just a little bit, but. Um, We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about. Uh, I don't know if I want to say news. We're going to talk about some stuff that's happened and uh, um, just some different topics. I think that are fun to talk about that are very Utah. Maybe we'll take a break from from actual news in some regard. Um, since we have a local beekeeper, I actually saw this story and thought it would be worth talking about. Yeah, that's cool. So um, the state of Utah. Uh, also known as the Beehive State, in case you weren't aware, if you look at our logo that's on the cover art of the, the podcast, uh, in the bottom of the state of Utah, there's a little beehive. Um, all of our interstate, not interstate, state highway signs are beehives. Um, and we're known as the Beehive State. I'm not exactly sure where that came from, but I can tell you we have a pretty good bee population, but it has had a lot of trouble. Um, and people don't generally know what to do when there's when there's bees. They're terrified of swarming insects. Don't kill them. Yeah, please don't kill them. Um, you know, don't spray them with water. Um, don't put pesticides down on them. Um, the best thing you can do is actually call uh, call a pest control company, and they will re- relocate them if they're good bees. So they in the past, and I am pretty sure this is still irrelevant. If you call even animal services. They have contacts for local beekeepers. Yeah, they will come out and collect them. We're on a waiting list to come and get. So you call them, and typically within an hour or less, somebody is out there to collect. Yeah, and it's that's cool. It's really cool what they do. Basically, they set up a special type of hive, a collection box, and put a ton of shit in there. Um, basically, like sugar and stuff that the bees are going to want. The bees go in there. They get to a point where they can go collect the queen out of the existing hive. And they'll move the queen over, and then once the queen's moved over, everyone else follows. Yep. And so then they can take the entire hive and relocate it to somewhere else. Um, so, so so a swarm, if you see a swarm, typically that'll be in a tree or whatever, and, and it's a, a huge wall. clump. Uh, and what they're doing, though, is they're surrounding the queen to protect the queen. Yeah. So there's a hive that exists there. And typically speaking, as long as you're not over there poking them with a stick... They're not gonna. They're no, not you gonna, can you can stand right next to Jeremy's hive and they don't do anything. Yeah, because their their whole goal in a swarm is to protect the queen. So as long as you are not threatening the. Now, if you stick your finger in the entrance to the hive, <laughs> your finger's gonna have some issues, and probably the rest of you shortly after that. Right. 
But generally speaking, honeybees are not aggressive. Now, if they're Africanized, however. Well, and that's what everyone's afraid of, but it's still. We don't still, have this in Utah, or we haven't. Wow. Well, well, that's, that's a different story, though, too, because it's starting to get warm enough here that there's potential. So that's been what's kept them away is it gets too cold in the winter here for them to survive. Um, but the Africanized bee populations is why everyone's terrified of a bee swarm. Because Africanized bees, the thing that makes them so dangerous is they're, they're hyper aggressive. And so even like running a lawnmower, and I'm sure you mow your lawn right by oh, yeah, them and right they don't do it. anything. Yeah, right up to um, the hide. You probably don't hit it with a lawnmower is no. my guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like Africanized bees, you get a lawnmower even relatively close and they will come swarm and attack because it's a... Right. It's a, they see it as a threat. They're more like wasps. I yeah. left the dandelions in my lawn when I cut it down. I just go around them. They lo- yeah, the honeybees love dandelions. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. You're a part of the problem. If you were my neighbor, I would go to your house and stab the you with them. bees love them. Do. I don't give a I shit. I know, but they get all you know over You know what? Everything. I don't love them. And when I drive down the street and I see like tons of like a dandelion field in someone's yard, it pisses me off. It really irks me. Don't come look at my backyard right now. Dude, I Just know what your backyard thing looks like. For you not to like me. That, however, it's not trying from to kill of... yourself in, in uh, floods. and <laughs> It's not from lack of trying to get rid of the dandelions. The problem we have is, one, I, I, I refuse to use pesticides because we have bees. Yeah. And two, because we have secondary water, it's just... A, it's rot with that crap. It's just... Yeah, because it just comes in the water. And that's fine. Well, I, we treated for it, but none of our neighbors did, and so... <laughs> yeah. So my yard's lush with a bunch of dandelions. So if you see a swarm call, and in fact, if you if, if you care to, if you look it up, uh, I'm sure there's the bee hotline that uh-huh. has numbers, or you can call uh, animal services, animal control. And they'll get a beekeeper down. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really cool that, that you can do that. And please, please don't. And if, you're, if your kid's allergic, just keep them inside. It won't take but a day, and they'll come out and take care yeah. of them. Well, because the serious beekeepers don't want to buy bees. No, they'd rather collect them because yeah. it's... because And especially a wild colony like that's more likely to be hardy enough to survive. Well, and most likely, most likely, a wild colony like that came out of somebody's beehive like mine. Yeah, when they, they move, they when take off and leave. So. so anyway... Um, cool, cool news. So I do want to talk about Moab first, maybe. Yeah, let's talk about Moab first, because I'm going to group these a little differently. Um, Moab's got a serious problem. So, uh, we've heard our visitors say, go to arches, go to Canyonlands, go visit national parks, go see Moab. Moab is a beautiful desert portion of Utah, um, world-renowned for a lot of its hiking, um, for the, the stuff that's out there, Arches National Park, where you see the beautiful arch that's on half of our license plates. Um, but uh, It's in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opening scene there in Arches National Park. Oh, I didn't know that. Riding the horses. It's been a while since I've watched that shitty movie. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the Jones family. There's nothing shitty about that movie. They live in Utah. I mean, we already went over this. Indiana Jones is like the worst archaeologist on the planet. He is. But they live in Utah for that first part of the movie. I didn't realize that. Anyway. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and watch it again. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> Moab has, has kind of created a self-fulfilling problem. So they have a lot of tourists. Like It's getting to a point where they can't support their own tourism. Um, it's, it is, it, the, the numbers that they get are quite impressive, but part of the, the problem is, so they collect, just to give you an idea, about $5 million a year in transient room taxes. Basically what that means is when you stay in a hotel in Moab, uh, there's a big 
chunk of money. So the the county can actually tax four and a quarter percent on the room, uh, and they collect that, and then they can use it. So under their law, locally there, 47% of that money has to be used on tourism promotion. So basically, they have to take half the money they get out of that tax and invest in advertising, invest in television. And so the bigger they grow, the more money they have to spend, the more money they have to spend on things like television advertisements and magazine advertisements. And the more exposure they get, the more people that come, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Well, it's growing at a faster rate than they can actually deal with the infrastructure needs. They don't have, you know, the the roads to take care of. They don't they don't have the waste management. They don't have the, the I mean the parks really get hammered. Uh in the height of the season like right now is actually a pretty big time in the season. So like mid spring, like April, May, the park gets into super June. Hot. Once you get into mid June, they actually die down quite a bit until fall um because it just gets too hot uh for people and That's in, right up my alleyway. So no. Now, 120 degree hikes are not up my alleyway ever. I can do it. Yeah, I'm sure you can, but that's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, but yeah, they kind of slow down in the in the heat of the My summer. My hiking is not disgusting. And uh, they pick back up in the fall. And basically, Moab shuts down in the winter. Like a lot of the businesses actually close because it's just not busy. And so they're closed. A lot of them from like November through late February, yeah. early March. Um, but so it's it's creating a huge problem. And so they're they're trying to figure out how they fix it. Basically, it sounds like the only thing they can do is kind of rewrite that law they're saying part of the problem is also half the people that actually live there don't want visitors they don't want people coming they want to keep it as secluded yet the other half are like if we don't have tourism we don't eat yeah exactly the people that don't want people there are the retired people that aren't trying to make a living there right Um, but that is that is the industry and like i thought retired people went to st george um fbi and cia agents i think (laughs) (laughs) no but that's like the other thing is in Moab, the seasonal work is really hard, right? Like, so you get a seasonal job at a restaurant and then you don't work in the winter, which is great for kids. Outside of that, it's tough to actually keep people down there. It's like the to opposite employ. of a teacher. I had a couple of roommates in college who did that. They'd work Moab during the, the summer season yeah. and then come back. And, and one of them said, if they were open year round, I would never come back, but they're not. I got no choice. I have to come back. Yeah. Cause they just closed down. They just closed down. It's uh so anyway, it's a it's a unique problem. It's something that's very much tied to Utah and to Utah tourism, um, and and when things like uh, the government shuts down for several weeks, it has a significant impact on a place like Moab because that's just where a lot of their tourism is from is, is from national mm-hmm. parks. So, um, let's see. Let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk about safe schools. Um, well, I, let's talk about homelessness first. Wow, I didn't make up your mind. I, I can't. I'm trying to drive us in a direction that makes sense. Um, and just like your normal driving, sometimes you're a little askew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we? Should I tell you guys the story about what happened the other day? When well, now I was that you driving? introduced it, you probably should. So it's a good story. It's. I mean, so I had just gotten done with a client. I was heading back to my office, and I'm driving, and I'm on 98 South. And it's like, I don't know, 10, 10.30 in the morning. It's Traffic's long gone, right? It's like in a, one of those no man's land, like hardly anyone's driving type of times because everyone's at work and I'm heading back to my office. And I'm like just in my head, like thinking about like what I need to accomplish for the day and, you know, who I need to talk to. 
and just kind of zoning out like you do sometimes when you drive. And I'm at a stoplight. And a lot of times when I'm at a stoplight, because I have a, a standard transmission, I don't have an automatic, I can take my foot off the brake all the time because I don't, when you're flat, you don't roll, you don't move. There's no reason to hold the brake down. And it's not busy, so, you know, I'm just whatever. So as I'm zoned out and I take my foot off the brake, all of a sudden... He's on a hill. Yeah, <laughs> and I hear, just like, it wasn't in a little jar, like, turns out I rolled into the car in front of me. Oh, no. <laughs> and she looks up in her mirror like, how the fuck did you really just hit me? Because we've been stopped for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we've been stopped for a long time because the lights there take a while to turn because 98th isn't a very busy street. Uh, and so I'm like, shit. <laughs> so put the car in park and like pull the brake and, and go out and look. And she looks over her bumper real good. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And she looks at me and she's like, are you okay? Like, you <laughs> fucking dumbass. We were sitting at this light, and you just decided to fucking roll into me, you idiot. Um, but there was no damage. Because, I mean, really, we weren't we weren't that far apart. Like, I just had a safe distance back. So I bet I rolled less than, you know, five, ten feet into her bumper. And so, <laughs> that, like, it barely touched her. But I don't know if that you felt it. Like <laughs> I'm but sure she was totally like, like an idiot. When I asked her if she was okay, she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then she just gives me this look like, Hey, fucking idiot! Are you okay? Because for some reason you decided to fucking like, are roll you into high me. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I don't look like a schlub. Like I'm in dress clothes. Like I'd been at a client visit, so I was in in nice clothes. Um. Anyway, so that that's nothing to do with homelessness in Provo. That has to do with stupidity in Chris. Um, homelessness, though, uh, apparently along the Provo River, it's becoming an issue. So when we talked about like the homeless shelter effect. And putting homeless shelters throughout the the different areas of Salt Lake County, uh, Provo kind of has the same issue. But along the Provo River, they have a bunch of camps, uh, and now what you're starting to see is uh, all kinds of stuff popping up there, from drug paraphernalia to homemade cardboard homes. And it's too bad that Provo is so adamant about not having a homeless shelter in their city, huh? Well, I I think they do have a small one. Uh, I'm not sure. I just remember last year when the Salt Lake stuff was, was going around and they were talking about creating new places. Provo was very adamant to say, not in our city. Yeah. And they have, well, that was a Salt Lake County issue anyway. So, but there's, you know, they're estimating like 200 chronically homeless individuals that are known by name uh, down there. And they, they actually think there's probably somewhere between one and 500. Uh, wow. That, that are that are out. The Wasatch House is down in Provo. Yeah, that's the homeless shelter down there. Yeah. Um. So, but it's it's not very big. Like it's it's tiny. It's four rooms, four units. Yeah. It's not very big. So, they're uh they they need they need something down there, but. When, that's why the state, when when the Salt Lake County homeless shelter, when the road home was looking to change how they do stuff, why the state is investing a lot of money in well, the Well, we Salt talked Lake about County. the hotels. Mm-hmm. Those were in Provo that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Oh, for the affordable housing stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, I, and, and part, of, part of why the state gives so much money to Salt Lake County is because homeless people... Like in the winter, I suspect they probably migrate up from Provo into the Salt Lake County area to stay at the shelters. In the summer, it's easy enough to stay outside, and so that's where you start to see these camps pop up along like Provo River. So now that it's warmer out, 
um, there you're going to see a lot more of this start to happen. I know this isn't the the new Vegas podcast, but have you ever been through Vegas in the summertime and all the camps down in the? That's so dangerous. Yeah, I mean Jess would probably camp there <laughs> in the flood tunnels. It's because it's those flood tunnels, those big concrete flood tunnels. Because are, I mean, ninety nine percent of the year yeah, there's nothing in them, dry. but as soon as it rains, it's flash yeah. flood time. That's why they're there. Yeah. Because if they weren't, then the uh, the Vegas entire Vegas would wash away. Yeah, basically. Well, it's amazing how deep those things are, and they fill up. Oh yeah, like in in instance. Yeah. Because the ground can't <laughs> absorb any water. In an instant. No, in instance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. All right. Did you print? You just printed the cover on the story, didn't you? So, in. Uh, this uh this I can't remember who the company was that put it out but um uh the US Department of Education um th- there was a a company that puts out safe campus guides and um in 2019 uh first off Utah State University was the safest campus in all of Utah so in terms of safe campus for kids Utah State University wins uh in terms of safe overall in the nation we didn't even make the top 25 Really? That surprises me. I don't know why, but it kind of surprises me. Um, I don't know that I'm surprised. Uh, lots of lots of reports of different things, basically, um, from property crime to assault, things like that. So hmm. I'm not really surprised that, that they beat out, like, say, uh, University of Utah, which had, you know, murders on campus. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't think they'd be in the running, but some of our smaller schools. Yeah, but... Uh, it might be size and like locale too, because Utah State's kind of remote, and uh, you know, so that might be part of it. Well, with us today, we have uh, four folks from the front row film roast. Uh, we have Andrew, Trevor, Craig, and Jessica, and I didn't fuck up a single name. Yes, hello. Yes. Yeah, good job. Because you didn't do last name. It's a challenge for me. Like, I'll ask people, like, hey, what's your name? And someone will be like, Dave. And I'll be like, all right, Josh. <laughs> Which has happened. Yeah, yeah it literally happened. A Those couple actual weeks ago. names. Do you just decide people's names for them when you see them? You're like, you look like a Randall. Well, Hello, we were, Randall. Well, to be fair, we were talking to Dave Colley about Josh, Josh Powell, Powell, and he kept calling him Josh, Josh. all night. Oh. Which, I mean, if you're, if you're in Dave Colley. That's a Colley, rough thing to get the name wrong because yeah. that's subject matter of that. Well, like, and he's it's like calling someone Ted because you were talking about Ted right, Bundy with right. them. Well, and, and, and Dave spent like the better part of two years like diving deep into the Josh Powell case and talking to all the people surrounding it and looking at the most fucked up evidence that never went public, like to call him Josh. I mean, I could have called him Steve. <laughs> right. It might have been worse, but nah, well, there's worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Steve Powell might have been worse. Kill his the... wife and kids. He just fucked him up. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a pretty happy story. <laughs> yeah, a wholesome. That's how we like story. to start out our shows. <laughs> We our intro music. We were trying to get a copy of of Steve Powell's uh, "Loving You." But. Why not just go full Law and Order? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Tell us a little bit about you guys yourself. Um, I don't you guys want yourself. you guys yourself. I'm a proper English major over here. Us, us as like individual human beings, yes. or you yeah. want to know about the film roast? No, we want to know about you guys first. You guys personally first. Okay. Jeremy wants to know how each of you was conceived. I try uh, to tell him that guests uh, don't like to talk about I, it. It was a stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was on a roller coaster. Uh, that is cool. Yes, impressive. That was good. And my mom, she was by herself. It was immaculate conception. So. Oh, hi, I'm Craig, by the way. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, if you can, uh, those of you who can't see my body don't know how crippled it is, but basically I am the physical manifestation of what two people settling for each other looks like. <laughs> Have you ever said that to your parents? Uh, they tell you that. I tell, I tell, I tell it in my stand-up. I don't tell them because I think it's easier for them. To <laughs> each think they're the superior mate. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't know. Um, I've, I'm a Utah native. I grew up in Springville. Um, I don't know. Went to Red, uh, yeah, like to Springville High School. I'm a Red Devil, uh, lifelong jazz fan. Um, I used to work in IT. And I hated it. And um, I took these like improv classes uh, and met these wonderful people. And um, over the years, we really coalesced together and, um, you know, now do the front row film roast together and we do crowdsource comedy together. These are just these are I just happened to stumbled into some really awesome lifelong friends. So that's my story. Next. Uh, my name's Jessica, and those of you can't hear it, see my body. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where's this going? <laughs> Is this but, like a rehearsed bit that you guys just always follow each other? But I don't think you understand how not crippled I am. <laughs> <laughs> She's like if Khaleesi and Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it is. Uh, no, uh, yeah, my name's Jessica Sprogue, and uh, Andrew and I are married, and we met, uh, just like Trevor said, well, these three met before uh, I came into the picture. Right after high school, I started working at the comedy club that they were doing improv with, uh, and uh, yeah, and then ever since then, we've kind of just continued to do comedy all together. We moved it up to Salt Lake. It was down in Provo when we when we started doing it. And uh yeah, I I, I grew up in Utah as well. Um I am from Eagle Mountain. <laughs> it's really fun. Is that by the weather vortex? Yeah, it was great. You <laughs> wouldn't know though. She there. said the She knows mountain. all about the weather vortex if she lives in Eagle Mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, like the wind course, is fucking When you're a kid, you're the only ones out there, right? You like, right. Like I your moved, house and like your Oh yeah, your house and the miles. tire dump because yeah. I used to party at the tire dump. <laughs> Exactly. Eagle Mountain was That's only Saratoga Springs. They're the same They're fucking right. place. Same. How well, many times do I have to tell you it's the same place? It's the same thing, except Saratoga has Append Express. So oh. I'll take that over. Which one <laughs> has the dirt. Which one has the Smiths? Saratoga, Saratoga Springs. Right. Literally, uh, Eagle Mountain has a Ridley's Grocery, um, a few gas stations, an Ace Hardware. 
And yes. 25,000 very sad, lonely people. Exactly. Well, and we're, we're talking about this. We're talking about this like it's not 10 fucking minutes from a metropolis. So. <laughs> right. I know. Um, but yeah, that, that I, I actually moved there. Eagle Mountain was only like seven years old when I moved there. I was six. So like, yeah, it was really new. No one like Saratoga Springs was barren. Pretty much no one lived there. Did school? What'd you say? Did they bust you to Provo to go to school? No, I had to go to Lehigh. And we actually wow. had to go to Lehigh to go to church for oh. a minute. That's really committed. I well, that's know. way LDS? too much commitment for me. Yes, I, I, grew, I grew up LDS not anymore. We we all did, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, um, you're, you, if you're all from Utah, there's an assumption there. So, Well, uh, Andrew is not, not from Utah, but he, yeah, he grew up Mormon as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, grew up here. I went to the U, um, got my... A graduate degree uh, in acting, so I'm also an actress, um, and uh, yeah, so I kind of do both acting and comedy. But, yeah. Cool. There's more to you than just a roller coaster, I'm sure. Okay. And a hot no. body. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about me or your yeah, wife? You. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Craig, and before I was the person on the roller coaster, uh, things important to know about me. Ooh, favorite color, crimson, like blood. Ooh, that's uh, good. Mm-hmm. Favorite uh, month is definitely August. No, November. That's uh, better. Is this, are we negotiating like my favorite things? I like how they did the first person who's told me like way interesting things that I really like, yeah, like favorite color I want to know I, I was just about to point out nobody asked him any of these no. questions I want to no. know these things <laughs> this is like a work these things matter these are like work questionnaires when you start at work and they're like oh here tell us about yourself and I'm like oh, uh, these are safe answers um to be real, though, where I'm from, I was born in Utah, so I'm from, I was born in Payson, Utah. Whoa. Yeah, down You guys are really, like, big city people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say that I was born in, in West Valley, technically, but That's way I've bigger lived than in Payson. forever. That so. is way bigger than Payson. Second God, you yeah. made it out. Yeah, but really, like... A, Mo, you're in Kearns right now. That's not to be fair, though, because, like, if I said I was born in Payson, that doesn't mean I was raised there. I literally have lived all Point. over Utah. Like, I've moved, I moved over 50 times easy, lived in Salt Lake, West Valley, Provo, Orm. I lived in New York for three years, too, so that was pretty formative. When you, when you finally meet, you know, a, a person who's real Arabic, it's really cool. Like, a real Jew, it's really cool. <laughs> it is really awesome. They're just oh so my different. God, Jews are white, too? Weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I love that lady, Ber- Mrs. Bernstein. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, so I'm... Of I'm, course she has that name. <laughs> that's really it's not name. Smith, yeah. that's for sure. Is she a bear? No, she has a family of bears captured oh! in her attic. <laughs> They're all drugged. It's gotcha. also Bernstein. <laughs> Bernstein. Oh, oh you're yeah. from the alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> She's at DC. Oh, what else is there to know about me? I started doing comedy. Uh, I started comedy, to be honest, in junior high school. Because I realized, if you're funny, people, you can get into any group. Like, emos, jocks, hot girls. Uh, I was in the closet at this time. I'm super gay. But, um, <laughs> hot <What>? boys secretly. <laughs> oh, he just came out. <laughs> I come out every day. Um, just kidding. I'm not JK Rowling. Uh, let's see. But uh, I knew I wanted to do comedy at a young age. Eventually, I started doing improv with these goons, and it's grown from there. And um, I say these things named Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest one so far. So. Well, I'll keep it nice and short. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica's husband. Um, like we said, we, we did improv in Provo. We started about nine years ago. And we've just been building. We've gone to other cities, um, done improv classes at you know Second City, I.O., um, all that kind of stuff. So we, we've learned a lot and we, 
we really just wanted to bring an adult type uh, improv to Utah that we hadn't seen, not to you know shit on other I- improv groups or anything like that, but everything here is mostly oriented to families and families that means children, and so um, <laughs> a lot of us really are you know we're all liberal people, and so we're like ah we really just want to break the mold and do alternative kind of stuff, so that's why we moved down to Salt Lake and have started doing things there, and um, we do crowdsource comedy together. That's our improv troupe, um, um, but then we also from there we created this thing Front Row Film Roast um, because of that so so crowd crowdsourced comedy is the name of the improv group. right that's right mm-hmm. i thought it was like some fucking catchy new thing that i was unaware of <laughs> it's the newest thing you get like, the audience up there you they choose what they want have you heard of pop-up stores now there's such a thing as crowdsourced comedy <laughs> no exactly because we we get our suggestions from the audience not just you know like oh hey give us a word or you know like put put a word in this sentence like you know mad libs or whatever we try to get people on stage and ask them a question like oh what was a time when you were a child that you like really regret something you did or what was the worst day at work you had and really Do you ever get like really fucked up stories when you oh yeah all, all the time stuff? i mean especially because people yeah. like, like to counselors. try to be funny right? <laughs> they're the best stories because right. they're the most fun to I don't know, pull the comedy out of, you know? Like it, it just makes me think of, because they've been playing this drop on X96 from Superstore, mm. which is a great show. For yeah, them. I love them. <laughs> so but, but they're asking the, the owner, Glenn, who's like this super churchy guy, mm. what's the worst thing he's ever done? He's like, well, there was this one time, I guess, where my friend told me he was gay in Sunday school, and I promised I wouldn't tell, and then as soon as he left, I ran to the deacon and told him, and he had to spend <laughs> the rest of the year in a special camp, and they're like, use that. Well, because his original <laughs> example was that he ate somebody's Dippin' Dots. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we, we definitely get stories, especially the people who like, the like to talk, the ones that usually come up are, you know, the ones that usually have to say, and we try to ask inter- interesting questions, you know, rather than, what'd you do today? You know, we ask more, something that's going to get us some kind of big thing right it's yeah. the strangest person you ever met somebody's gonna have a fucking cool story about that right oh, she's pointing, pointing to she's her pointing yeah. at me like i'm the strangest person she's ever met she's fucking living with me so <laughs> nobody said strange was bad no it's, it's quite good so where do you guys other than the front row film row stuff that we'll, we'll get to where do you guys typically perform um, we have uh, shows at Wise Guys uh, downtown Salt Lake location uh, every other week. Um, in fact, the next show coming up, Andrew, you want to yeah, talk, yeah, or Jessica, you want to talk? about I'll that? do it because I'm the woman. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll understand why. Yeah, yeah. it's not like dishes stuff. <laughs> it's not like we value. Oh, women. he just didn't say. <laughs> you'll understand why I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, next week on May 7th. Well, when does this drop? I just want to make sure. May 7th. May 7th. It yeah. drops yeah. on May 7th? Yeah. Um, so today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Something like that. Go tonight to Wise Guys at uh, 7.30. We are doing an all-women's improv show. Uh, we also are having women's stand-ups coming and doing uh, material that will inspire our improv scenes. Um, and it's all to benefit uh, Planned Parenthood. So all of the tickets. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. yeah, good. I'm glad you That's did. That's awesome. Yeah, so so we're just it's all all the money's going to go to them. It's going to be a great time. Come it's $5 uh, minimum donation so you can do more if you want. Um and uh yeah, you can come get food and drink and so, uh, have a good time. Trevor, can you mansplain that for me? <laughs> uh yeah. So uh basically, hold on, let me spread my legs apart. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. There's going to be some show with some broads, and uh, they're going to tell jokes. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be great. Did I do a good job? <laughs> it works for me. 
You are from Spanish Fork. Uh, no, no, no. Springville. Springville, yeah, yeah. We're a little more uh, eclectic. <laughs> which means That just nothing. means you do more meth. Right, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. <laughs> opiates, more opiates. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, meth's way too expensive these days. Not anymore. <laughs> it's cheaper now. It's true. It's yeah. gone way down price. Uh, and way up in purity. Yeah, yeah. so that's why there's more overdoses. Good to know. <laughs> you know I, Sad to know. It makes you, you talking about being in Springville makes me think of a, a time I went to. A, I went to a comedy show back when, when Wise Guy's Big Room was West Valley. Uh, and uh, I don't remember who the comedian was. What was memorable about the night is we get in there and these this these two couples show up like five minutes into the act and the only seats that are open are right in front of the stage, like front row. And they walk in and the comedian's like, okay, really? You're going to show up late to a comedy act? Sit in the front row wearing pants that are so tight I can see your dicks. (laughs) And the rest of the comedians for the whole night just railed on these cowboys that were wearing super tight pants. Sounds like every stand-up show I've ever done in my life. Yep. No, but exactly. I mean, that's kind of the magic of what we try to go for. We, we've found in the past all the improv shows we've done, like the funniest moments, the mon- moments that we really care about are exactly like that. We couldn't have planned any of this stuff. We involved the audience, obviously, them. They were just ripping on well, them. Well, hopefully, you don't plan too much being right, an no, improv yeah. troupe. I mean, but just being able to get to in- involve people in that kind of way, like. That was probably the funniest joke of the yeah, night, obviously. Really, I'm just trying to find a way to make fun of someone's dick when I'm on stage. <laughs> like, if... It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, can everyone take their dicks out so I can look and make fun of the... the... <laughs> God I don't damn, think Andrew. I don't that think was mine. Was... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, God damn, Andrew. You take that shit every night. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's, uh, <laughs> so let's, Chris, Chris, your speech. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm getting there. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about front row film roast and what, what made you guys decide to start doing. Well, first, tell tell our listeners what the hell it is and then what made you guys start. OK, cool. Um, so the idea behind front row film roast is we want to uh, convey the experience of watching a movie that you love with your funniest friends, i.e. us. Uh, and we sit all of us in the front row, uh, and we're, we've got microphones and we're watching, you know, we've done all kinds of movies that people love. You know, we've done Ninja Turtles, the original, we've done the matrix, we've done Harry Potter, uh, you know, just the, the way we select our movies is by not how easy they are to make fun of or something. It's by how much people love them. Cause everybody wants to go, you know, see a movie that they love on the, on the, the big screen um and yeah we we sit down we watch the movie every week um once a week and we have like a a google doc um and we write down the funniest shit that we say and we're like oh you know when somebody makes a really killer joke andrew write that down write down when to say that in the movie um so um yeah that's it's a production so you do kind of script it out right because a lot of the people that come to our show they think to themselves they're like oh i could do that and it's like no you fucking couldn't <laughs> like we really put a lot of work into it and it comes through i mean there are definitely moments of improv but i would say maybe about 10 percent because we've you know made all the jokes exactly where we want it gives us the freedom to know exactly you know, where we have sounds a lot like this. mystery science theater right so the, the, yep. we definitely we get that you know comparison a lot but the difference is obviously like we say we try to do big pop culture movies because it's easy to roast the room right with Tommy Wiseau like it's Santa like oh that's built aliens. up for that uh, but we try to do the movies that everybody loves the people that they know all the quotes when they were watching it you know just because of and that's an interesting thing is when we bring it up 
and we're like, well, we're roasting this movie. Like when you we were doing Harry Potter, I knew so many people were like, what? I love Harry Potter. Or we did the labyrinth and people love the <laughs> labyrinth. And they're like, how can you make fun of this? And like, well, how can you such- not make fun of the labyrinth? <laughs> I mean, I love labyrinth, but come Is on. Is Bill Codpiece? I mean, there's all kinds Actually, of yeah. There was there. surprisingly not that many bulge jokes what? like Codpiece <laughs> jokes. In the well, that's, that's too obvious, right? That's exactly the thing, though. It's not necessarily that we're making fun of it. When you watch your favorite movies with your friends, are you making fun of it when you make your jokes? No, you're just adding to what's going on we on the screen. We were laughing through Game of Thrones. Right. right. I mean, for example, last night, I, uh, you guys have all seen it, but, you know. Spoilers? Okay, we won't, uh, we won't spoil it. Spoilers. You're a week out, so it's all good. Right. You can talk okay. about it. If you haven't seen it by now, shame. Yeah, uh, just, just fast forward 30, 60 seconds. I don't know how long he's going to talk about Sure, but, but okay, you know, the fire blast happens on the night on the night king and i look over at craig because we're roommates and we were watching it together and i'm like oh i'm afraid the deflector shield is quite (laughs) operational you know like that's just what you do when you're watching hanging out with your friends you know it's not any disrespect to the movie you're not shitting on it you love it yeah it's like really endearing it's us like being like we're using our talent to roast this movie that we love to help us all have comedy and You're watch it together. The movie. So exactly. It's not about shooting. Oh, look how stupid that is. How do they put that together? Oh, what kind of puppet is that? It's like, yeah, when they say a line, oh yeah, we yes and it. You know. So so what you guys are saying is you love Twilight. Because I know you're fucking roasting that movie, and it's terrible. It's oh, oh, my fucking God. So how many times have you had to watch that? I have watched that movie literally yeah, no, no seven, seven times. Yeah. Really? Seven times, including the actual shows, right? No, it's six. Because okay, we so, watched see, it, but it four seems times like and then twice for our yeah, so. I, I hate it. Have you stabbed yeah, yourself in the eye yet? <laughs> so we suffer for our art. That was the first movie Yeah, the first movie we did, and we did it here in Salt Lake, and then we did it again at, at Brewery's Ogden, and so we had to watch it again. And Wait until you have to do Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Twilight and Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Okay, I love Twilight. And if you look behind you, I think my Twilight books might be over there. Yeah, it's fucking. See, there that, you that, go. That, that's so, terrible. Okay, some movies, some people hate. I'll, I'll admit to that. That's fine. But I'm I just mean, making it clear. Just, you know what? You get to like or hate whatever you want. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's what taste is. And some are we people talking about our favorite it. things again? That was yeah. fun. Let's do that for that the rest was fun. of the show. I like oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally with you on Crimson. This is now the Bree and Craig podcast where they just talk about their favorite things. I don't see a problem with that. This is. That These center, are a few of my favorite things. This is called the Centerfold Questionnaire Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are your turn-ons? What do you like to do? Yeah, we weren't evening? talking about turn-ons. We were talking about favorite colors and favorite months. Yeah, that's how Centerfold yeah. Questionnaires always turn out. Yeah. That's where they start. Yeah. Aren't your turn-ons literally your absolute favorite things? I mean, no. yeah. Okay. Doesn't red just get you hot? Oh, God. Look Stop. at Craig's face. <laughs> it's, it's turning red. <laughs> So where do you guys normally do these these front row film roasts? Um, the shows happen at Brewies. We do one a month. Um, it's usually near the end of the month. Like, for example, uh, the next one is uh, going to be May 25th um, at 9 p.m. It's a Saturday. Um, tickets are $12. So um, does it help when the audience is drunk? Right. I- Ooh. Sorry, Jesse, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Jesse, I'll do it. <laughs> Is this another woman thing? Am I going to have to have someone else mansplain You'll that? get it when she talks. <laughs> we love it when women get drunk. We hate it when men get drunk. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it kind of... 
It depends. Uh, like it, it's fun. We have drinking games, so you know it's it's a part of the experience. Like it's fun to get drunk. It's fun to uh, have a good time. Obviously, we want Yeah, exactly. We want them to be responsible. So you have to tone down most of the drinking games, probably. But... Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of the internet drinking games, like, are like trying to yeah, kill you. They're yeah. They're fucking crazy. They're like chug your whole drink when this thing happens ten times yeah. in the movie. It's like holy shit. Um, but no. Uh, w- yeah, we want them to be responsible. We want them to. Have have fun uh but obviously you know sometimes <laughs> just drunk people you just have to hone it in we, I guess. we start off the show and i'm like look you know you guys uh, you guys are gonna tell some jokes you're gonna think you're funny uh but shut the fuck up because we're this is a show you paid to see us yeah. do this so like don't ruin your own experience or anyone else's just like pay attention but i mean we love rubies the fact that it's a bar and you have to be 21 to get in there already sets up the vibe for what the show is going to be nobody's going in there expecting like what the what the heck is this? Gosh dang it! I thought they this they were gonna roast Twilight. I didn't know they were all these gonna be you know these drunk people or whatever. But you know, having fun with that's just kind of the whole thing. If you have to be there rather than Mystery Science Theater, you know they've got the podcast and the videos, but they're playing the drinking games with us. We also have like uh, an intermission and we do all kinds of stuff. Like last time we did Harry Potter, we had a sorting hat, so we had somebody you know put the sorting oh hat. God. We had the comedians you know roasting them on the side with microphones. So we have all kinds of fun, uh, but just you know being at a bar and a restaurant and a movie theater all combined just so, makes it like a perfect you know union so how'd you get hooked up with brewies to do that well um so uh, a guy i used to work with in it this uh his name is spencer walker he's the co-producer of this show this was his idea and he hit me up and was like hey i have this idea for the show at brewies what do you think and i was like fuck that's amazing why has no one done this before um and i and he was like you know the deal was you manage the comedy side of things i'll manage the business side of things i was like great that's perfect for me so i got you know i recruited Andrew and Jessica and and Craig and you know we got it going and and um uh we literally emailed them with a written up you know idea of like this is what we want to do you know it's fairly professional not quite a business plan but essentially a business plan and like detailed it out and we're like we'll charge you know for admission you guys retain all of the um uh, you know, profits obviously from food and drink sales, etc. Um, and so they gave us kind of a discount on the theater to see how it went the first show. And we got like 45 people there, and it was enough to where it was like, oh, okay, you know, this might work. 45 is a good number for yeah, a solid for a very first show. It was pretty solid. Cut it was on to, a Thursday night, Thursday too. night at 10 o'clock wow. at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. we just and it was Twilight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like that was, you know, picking Twilight. We that's why we picked Twilight. We we're like, every you know, so many people love this movie and we'll come to see it on a Thursday night. Well, women I really don't get right. it, Craig. And I don't understand. Okay, so Edward, let me I, tell you what I don't he's care how hot you think he is. The movie's terrible. <laughs> no, but he can read your mind and he'd know how much I'd love him. Okay, but he can't read Bella's. That's why it's so amazing. And it's so Oh romantic. God, I'm getting us back on it's fucking because track. because there's nothing to read. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's my, my version was a picture book. That's not how it is. <laughs> oh. But uh, back to the Bruby's things of been going like really well there and the ownership just loves us so we got you know better and better spots now we're you know prime time saturday nine o'clock you know prime movie hour so it just grown and grown from there you know constant sellout shows gone from 45 to now you know having to turn
turn people away is awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool because initially I wasn't the main cast member. I got recruited after after their first round of funding. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, it was awesome to see like uh, watching it and then finally becoming a cast member that finally sold out. And it, it's now it's a commodity. Before people would be like, "How'd you hear about us?" I was like, "Oh, Facebook. I saw you on Reddit or you know something." But now it's like, "Oh, my friends dragged me here," or it's like, "Oh, I've come to six, seven of the shows. I I never miss it." There was one couple who came to the last show and they and I'm like, "Oh, you guys are you came back?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're so sorry we missed last month. We're really sorry, Aww. but we're here this time." And I'm like, "It's all good. Like, give me your money." You turned um, them away, right? Yeah, I turned them away. <laughs> <laughs> Ten lashes out the each. door. <laughs> so, do you guys do you guys always perform up in Ogden and in Salt Lake, or just? Uh, uh, we haven't been doing the Ogden show uh, for some time because just due to you know financial complications and the they're a way new theater. Yeah, yeah. The, the aspect of advertising and certain things that we need to work out. With. Um, but uh, we you know are going strong in the uh, Salt Lake that location, so nice and we would love there. to eventually start doing two movies here because we write so many of the jokes down and they're you know pre-prepared at least as much as we can we want to start you know putting other shows back in rotation and maybe doing you know two shows but one that we did a year ago maybe bring up twilight again or you know something like that <laughs> any <So>. anything else <laughs> but yeah it's like i'm gonna throw myself off this chair you know we'd love there literally is a joke that andrew says in twilight where he says at the end <laughs> i fucking hate this movie <laughs> so it's, it's like joke. after he, it's this great pause there's nothing happening and andrew's just like <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. It's so and it's how we all feel. So what, I'm I'm actually curious. What are each of your favorite movies? Uh, I I got ones a, that we've roasted or just in general. No, like your favorite great, movie great, of all time. Okay. Uh, my favorite movie is Trevor. Uh, I actually never told you my name. I just told you I was crippled as fuck. But um, uh, my my favorite movie of all time is definitely Last of the Mohicans. Um, oh, I love soundtrack. it. It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful soundtrack superbly shot it's i love the story it's very romantic i'm kind of romantic the first eight times i tried to watch that i fucking fell asleep yeah through. that's because, dude, that, that's my ex-wife in a nutshell <laughs> i should have paid attention eight times before dude, i actually got through it you fall asleep through everything and it's not that it's a bad movie no. i'm just it's funny you mention that i literally tried to make my brother watch it about five months ago and i tell him <laughs> like oh it's so good like the soundtrack you can work out there it's just awesome like but 20 minutes into it, I look over and he's asleep. <laughs> uh, what about the other three? There's three of you. Um, Don't fucking say Twilight. Uh, it's not. I, I did read all of the books. I did. Um, That's okay. But you it can... came out when I was like 13, so it was, you know, a good time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's my favorite. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say one which one is my favorite yeah but you don't 15 have to. hours of yeah. tv it's we're fun. not yeah, gonna I, force I, you it's yeah it's my favorite okay despite prior comments my favorite movie is gonna surprise you my favorite movie is v for vendetta movie's awesome yeah. a it's a really What's well that? done good story good action and uh close second is the matrix which we actually have roasted so those are both of my favorites that seems like an easy, easy target for roasting. <laughs> no, it was a great time. Um, I, I will say my original favorite, but n now just quickly, it might be Avengers Endgame. It was so good. But to step back from that, there's like an artsy Hugh Jackman movie called The Fountain that I absolutely love. So anybody who out there randomly knows that movie and that's, likes it. That's uh, my second favorite yeah, movie. It's a, it's a great one. Yeah. 
But, oh my god, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> have you thought about roasting a Marvel movie yet? Um, we're actually you? doing um, Spider-Man upcoming. I know that's like the Sony uh, mashup. We have a hard time because um, Disney owns Marvel now, and we were originally going to roast National Treasure, uh, but then we got a cease and desist from the mouse. Are you kidding me? Uh, so uh, the Disney does not want us roasting their movies, so we have to stay away. Yeah, and the movie we replaced it with was Face, Face Off. Off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we stuck I, on the Nicholas Cage. Yeah, and I had never seen that movie, and I will never again. Um, and that's, that's a big because obviously we want Star Wars. The first prequel would be the biggest movie. You know that we could do five showings of that, but they don't they don't let people rent their movies to to show on theaters and stuff like that anymore. So, oh yeah, so I guess yeah. that's it. Is we the, really have the to thought. stick there. There's a website called Swank.com. Anybody can use it, but if you're you're ever going to do an event that people are going to pay money to go to, it's only the movies that like. License their films out, so That's, a lot of more. Yeah, question, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Theater, it's fucking crazy what theaters have to go through and what they have to put up with to show movies. Oh right, right, right. Like, the, even especially with the big ones coming out, like Star Wars. Like, the, oh, if you fuck around with any of this stuff, you don't get to show Star well, and Wars. Well, the fucking so. bullshit reporting that they have to do. So first off, like for those of you that don't know, a little behind the scenes with theaters, they have now that everything's digital, they have fucking servers that aren't allowed to be connected to the internet. That once a week, they can download the movies that the, the film companies say that they get to show. Right. And so, like, a, a place like Brewies doesn't fucking get movies until they're out of the major theaters for, like, a month, month and a half because they want their box office sales. And then they'll go to a place like Brewies. So they get those downloaded. If they connect to the internet at all outside of that download, it fucking wipes the hard drive on those things. Wow. If the internal clock is off on the server... It shows the movie when the server says it's going to show the movie. So if they say it starts at 8.05 and the fucking time on the server is five minutes ahead, that movie starts at 8. And so it's fucking crazy. And then every night they have to call in the box office numbers to the movie house, including their concessions and all their ticket sales and what fucking tickets were gift cards and what tickets were passes. Like, it's fucking crazy. Is that just to keep such a tight grip on the movie? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, well, it's so the, the, the server stuff is all to keep a tight grip on the movie with piracy. But the and, and they're not the ones that fucking pirate movies, by the way. It's all the stupid right. critics yeah, that get the screener like, copies. Hey, yeah, we want everybody else to see it. But uh, it's it's so they get their box office numbers. Oh. And so, like, all the concession sales and everything, and if your numbers don't match, like, day to day to day, and then the week weekly report you do, the fucking film companies come after you for the difference. Oh, it's fucking like, oh, crazy. Hey, you sold this many popcorns, but you only had this many tickets to Avengers? That doesn't make sense. It's well, really when you crazy. go at 8.50 in the morning, who the fuck wants popcorn? That's true. <laughs> you crazy-ass kid sitting next to me eating your damn popcorn Seriously, and slurping though? on your goddamn Slurpee. I hate your guts. A billion dollars in opening weekend worldwide? How fucking insane is that? Yeah, oh, my God. Insane. We'll, we'll never see the like again. Yeah, I, we're talking about Avatar, right? right. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a masterpiece from James Cameron. Fern Gully. That, that's like live action I'd rather Fern watch Fern Gully. Wow, you're... You should watch Avatar. I like Fern Gully better. Yeah, it's way better. It's super cute. It's all Hashtag cartoon. Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he just left. Thank you, Tim. He's gonna die soon. Came in just to worry. laugh. So I, I'm curious, uh, what what's been your favorite movie to roast so far? Uh, oh wow, my, that's taking him a second. Yeah, my Face personal favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> no, 
Uh, my personal favorite has actually been Love Actually, uh, which we did uh, during the Christmas time. That was honestly my favorite one. That was one. a really, really good it was one. There's this funny. stupid song in that movie. I don't know if you guys remember this, but mm-hmm. where he, like Bill Nye is singing it. Not Bill Nye, the science guy, but Bill Nye, the yeah. British actor. And, and it's like, I can feel it in my fingers. And every time I hear it. I love it so much, <laughs> and I don't know why. This <laughs> is rom com as it comes. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Mm. Your favorite movie for Russell? Uh, oh yeah. Here? No, you go. Uh, oh. No, you go. No, you guys you fight. Go. No, you go. No, you go. Me and Trevor. No, this happened. He took my hand. Uh, <laughs> if you can't see, I'm missing some fingers. Anyway, um, and. Uh, I have the body of Jessica. Yeah, uh, visual stuff on this podcast. Yeah, that's really weird. They're going to want photos of us after. Uh, the favorite, like I said, I was a featured cast member, so I didn't do some of the roasts. I've seen a lot of them. Favorite one that I did personally was had to be my first one. It was a rom com too. It was the Notebook that we did. Oh that's not a rom com. <laughs> romance. That wasn't a comedy. <laughs> no, uh, it's just it's a, a rom. fucking romantic it's a romp. drama. It's a romp through There's, the fields. It's not funny throughout the movie. I was dying at the end. They're like, oh, we're going to be together. He's got dementia. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen that movie. Uh, Spoiler alert. We just spoiled it for you. But I was the first one. So rude. (laughs) That was the first one I did, and I I loved it. It was just so easy to make fun of something that serious. I know it's just a rom, not a com. (laughs) (laughs) It is when you guys do it, right? Right, Exactly. Uh, I think my favorite was Wrath of Khan. Uh, it was so so funny and like it's really there, a terrible movie. It, I love that movie so much. How fucking dare you, sir? <laughs> Swords at dawn. Uh, no, I love that movie. It's it's. I mean, I'm a huge Trek fan. Uh, I love Star Trek and like. I mean, just Andrew killed me that whole show. He just there would be these moments where like the Starfleet officers are all lined up. Andrew would be like, Ensign, kill the man to your left. You know, like. <laughs> He's got to learn the burden of command. I don't know. This is so funny. It was just one of the funniest, like, joke for joke, pound for pound shows that I think we've ever done, other than the most recent one of Harry Potter, which was phenomenal. Um, I'd have to say my favorite is probably the best movie we've done, which is Back to the Future. I, d- I don't know anybody who doesn't love Back to the Future. It was so great because everybody knew every quote, you know, so it's just so much easier to uh, not only, you know, roast it and have fun with it, but I just genuinely love that movie. Obviously, that movie's going to stand the test of time I'm for sure a long, like, long time in pop culture. A movie like Back to the Future 2 would be fantastic because <laughs> the time's fucking passed that they went to already. Right. Like, All the callbacks. Yeah. And, that, and Back to the Future is the movie we got the most crap about because everyone was like, it's a, per- it's the perfect movie. Why would you roast it? But I think, yeah, going back to what we talked about before, it's like people think that we are trying to roast bad movies and it's like no we want to roast popular movies that you love because you see it in a different light and it's not a bad light necessarily it's just a you know fun different light if anything we build the world further and go farther into what could be and what might come about you know I am proud of us because in Back to the Future, we kept our ancestral amount of jokes to like less than 15%. And his uh, mom is really trying to bang him. <laughs> like hard. Oh, yeah. Like the whole fucking yeah. movie. It's it's awkward. And he's like, no, no, hang out with this fucking nerdy dumbass. <laughs> no, it's really easy to see where current porn trends come from <laughs> when, you watch, when you watch that movie. 
<laughs> do you guys keep your like do you have a list it's like okay these are the movies we're gonna try for or does the theater present yeah. you with a list and you go from there no we we, we definitely have, uh, have a list of movies that we want to try you know big ones in the future things that we're thinking about um you know like fast and the furious is a huge giant <laughs> franchise or um you know when it comes to more of the drama movies like shawshank redemption or you know like uh, just other other big ones so we we do try to keep keep a track um yeah and also we do it like a kind of seasonally like we did the matrix because it was the matrix like 20th anniversary uh we're doing spider-man because you know the big marvel movie just came out uh we did harry potter because jessica and i are both wizards like like, uh, that kind of stuff logical (laughs) yeah and it was 420 so oh yeah that's why yeah wizard (laughs) wizard blaze it um but we do uh we get movie suggestions uh they people can write down um on our like email list uh which we have just so you can keep uh, track of what movies we're doing um, but yeah people do give us suggestions we've done uh, audience suggested movies uh, for example uh, TMNT was right. one that we Labyrinth did was Labyrinth one. was one we did what's, what's the most fucked up suggestion you've had like someone been like Schindler's List yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. yeah every single we show we get that when it's like no you don't want us to <laughs> that's why we don't let anyone else do jokes because right. <laughs> they all think they're hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he rolls his eyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the Craig and Brianne show. Awesome. Brie show. Once again, you guys. Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> All these fucking just sad movies. <laughs> so it's just the the really fucking sad right. movies. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. we, we want you to riff on the shit that's making us ball. Well, not only that, but if you imagine like uh, some movies we have, like we love Lord of the Rings, all, all of us, most, Jess mostly, I guess. It's no, her favorite. I, I love it more than she does, I promise. You do? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. You've never read Silmarillion? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> have you seen the movie Silmarillion? It hasn't been made. So you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, um, sorry, her dick's uh, bigger. In My bad. her brain. Uh, but because of that, like some movies will be kind of complicated because they're kind of long to watch. Like if we did a, I, I don't know if we could ever do, you know, Titanic's a big one. Everyone Titanic, has to do Titanic. Yeah. Or like, you do not fucking want Never seen it. <laughs> yeah. We, we have to take out one VHS, put in part two, the second VHS. Well, the fucking the very, heart. very first show. She's got it. She knows. Be kind. Rewind. I still own it. VHS. <laughs> it's probably fucking signed by The very first too. show we did, we didn't really account for, like, oh, yeah, everybody's drinking and, like, you know, eating food and stuff. So, you know, halfway through the movie, I'm like, I gotta fucking piss. And so <laughs> we just had him pause it. We're like, we're doing an intermission. So now we, we plan for that. But really, realistically speaking, with this kind of show, most movies that I, I wouldn't go over two hours a lot, you know, maybe two hours and 15 minutes, maybe. So but the even that's a long sound of music <laughs> that's off the table. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. And we it actually have that on our list. <laughs> I feel in like old 80s movies, like weird science. They're like better off dead. Well, because they're all they're all an hour and a half because yeah. VHS tapes and high right. quality. Terminator only was really right. fun and easy to do. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's Blabber. funny how it's funny how the medium that people watch movies on has changed how long they. Robocop. Are. Oh, that's an interesting thing though. But like 
if you notice that we don't really do comedies because there's no point in roasting a comedy if it's already kind of funny. You know, there's funny things in all movies, but I mean, it's be kind of redundant if we did have like a really funny movie. You know what I mean? Right, like, like we wouldn't do Dumb and Dumber or whatever. Yeah, we're not going okay, to roast Super Troopers. Here, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, all our jokes are just super serious and Super Troopers. We're just saying quotes from the movie right before they happen. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, because of that, we don't really do comedies. Like It's already kind of a comedy. Like we want to do something maybe more epic, a little more serious. Like glorious Bastards. Yeah. Ooh, that, that could be good. <laughs> yeah, we have wanted to do a Quentin Tarantino movie. We're trying oh, to decide so which one will From be Dusk Till Dawn. Hateful Eight. No, no. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I love... You know, we didn't get a lot of love for Django Unchained. Uh, <laughs> said we should roast them. That movie's fucking great. I can't wait for that knife scene. You know, scene. they just released like extra footage, like an extra hour footage. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Netflix. I just I like Dust Till Dawn to me is is just a great movie to roast because it's two fucking movies put together. That's the George like, Clooney vampire movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's yes. fucking oh, weird. <laughs> like the first half of the movie, you're like, oh, this is some weird rapey like, kidnap movie. I want to make movie. this movie and this movie, and they only give me enough for one movie, so I'm just gonna make them together. They get to Mexico, and you've got Cheech yelling "pussy, pussy, pussy," and then fucking vampires happen. <laughs> like, yeah, out of nowhere. You do not see any of that. Coming. Vampires can happen anywhere, babe. Yeah, clearly. I think you've described most of Tarantino's movies. <laughs> One second, it's true. To be honest. I mean, really, I watched that at a church camp. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even fucking kidding. When you were going to become a pastor, and we were on a church retreat, and they're like, "Oh, we can watch this," and we start watching it, and it gets to the scene, the pussy, pussy, pussy scene, and the person there was like, "Click." Like, that's where you fucking stopped it? Not like the weird rapey shit that was going on on a fucking motorhome? We'll let that go. But... Yeah. <laughs> nope, he said that P word. I got to stop it. I always stop at the P word. Uh, I don't know what to do afterwards. Um, do you do you blow on it? Do you waff it? Well, oh, Craig, I could teach you, but I don't I, think you're really that interested. Yeah, no, he's, I've <laughs> already taught him all of these things. He's forgotten it all. It's like a pottery cra- class I went to one time. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Oh, it's like ghost. Food Network's not we for me. We should do Ghost. We, we, yeah, we've thought about doing Ghost or Dirty Dancing. Oh, Dirty Dancing. Karate Kid. Awesome. Males, Karate Top kid. Gun. Oh, Notting Hill. Yeah, we actually Impossible. were thinking about Top Gun because Top Gun 2 comes out on July 16th. Isn't that fucking crazy? Really? Yeah. You should do Notting Hill. That would be awesome. Oh, Top Gun Whoops is probably the, the greatest gay romance movie of all time. <laughs> yes. No. And, and, I'm, and I'm including... Uh, yeah, oh, of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of, is there a lot of audience interaction that you guys have or you just kind of like shut the fuck up, assholes? Oh, yeah. That's what Chris would say. Um, uh, no, I mean, you know, people are going to be yelling their jokes. We try to keep them quiet, but it is what it is. Um, but for the most part, the, the audience interaction is going to be stuff like during the intermission when we have our, you know, contests or whatever. Or, yeah, like the drinking game that keeps people pretty involved. And a lot of the time, you know, we'll forget uh, the rules of the drinking game or we'll miss something and then the audience will be like drink and we're like all right thank you you know so like last time we did the drinking game was anytime they said the name harry potter and so there were multiple times oh, somebody fuck. said it and just skipped his pass and then the, everybody's the like full, drink! The full name, yeah just, the full name oh. yeah harry well they potter. say it a lot they do say it a lot potter. Yeah. have you ever had audience members like not laughing that you've had to like stop the film and be like what is wrong with everyone um good comedians don't do that yeah. 
Um, if Listen, somebody's not laughing, audiences. Well, they're behind us too, so we don't really know. <laughs> they're not laughing. It's never been just silent uh, in the in the theater. If that's I what you're saying, experienced them in Endgame. Uh, there were some great jokes that people didn't laugh at. Hmm. That's that we watched it at Brewies and it was yeah, fucking it was awesome. awesome. Not okay. to give spoilers, but anytime there was the big things that happened, everyone just erupted with cheering. Look, and shit. If you fucking don't see Endgame before two weeks of passed, yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. is like. Yeah. Fuck you. All I can say is Fat <laughs> Thor. Like there wasn't a scene with Fat Thor that I wasn't hilarious. It's just you. You're literally you just need to admit to yourself that you need to learn to use the internet, and that's yeah. all it comes down to. Look, when when the when they were playing Xbox. <laughs> Oh and Thor fucking gets on the mic. Fly into your Anyone that's ever fucking played a game on Xbox or PlayStation knows exactly that fucking little kid. And they're playing Fortnite. Right. Is that oh what they're playing? Yeah. Jonathan, my eleven year old, pointed that out instantly. They're playing Fortnite. I'm thirty four and I pointed it out instantly as well. I, I don't play video say. games. I pointed out, I was like, that's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> That's Iron Man. <laughs> and we had to be like, shh, Andrew, we know. Yeah, we all know who they That's are. That's the Avengers. <laughs> That's the fucking Did you guys see it man. together? Yeah, yeah we yeah. did, yeah. Nice. At Bruvy's opening night. Like, Do you have a hard time not commenting to each other when you're watching normal shows? We literally made a joke about that beforehand of like, what if we just wandered down here and everybody <laughs> here, we told them, hey guys, welcome to the Avengers Endgame <laughs> Roast! And like, that people would lose it. But... I think that time, you would have right? been beaten to death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might have. Like watching Game of Thrones on Sunday, yeah, it's almost impossible. Even if you love the movie, especially if you've seen it before, it makes it a lot easier because you're not really Fun. paying Game of Thrones is so hard not to talk shit on right. all the time. There's these great setups that you could you know, really hit a punchline with. So yeah, it definitely They're so hard. very serious yeah. all the time. Well, one thing for us, like I don't know if this is true for the rest of you guys, probably is, but like when you're a performer of some type, like a comedian, you know when it's a good time to be a good audience member. Like I wouldn't want to be the douche in like a movie theater who's yelling out crap like you know oh my gosh nice one bitch or right. whatever they it- I've done so many shows where people got thrown out and and like when you're on stage and and it's usually just because people don't understand the social expectation behind a comedy show you know but it's still fucking cringe as fuck when it's happening you know it, whether you're on stage or off and you just know that like you know empathetically you don't want to put people through that so. yeah there literally was a guy in our theater when we saw Endgame who, who like yelled out a joke and it kind of got a laugh and then he yelled another one and it was dead silent and we're like you're not performing we're watching a movie together so I just think that's, that's something you need to know as a performer is like oh I know what kind of show I'm at like am I at an art show I'm not gonna be like oh nice art or whatever like I'm gonna be <laughs> Start painting over it, like. <laughs> wah, wah. Nice art. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I'm, I'm gonna. All right, it's different when you're yelling like Wakanda forever yeah. on a certain I mean, scene or something like set. that. Right. But like uh, that that show, it was so funny because he's yelling this, and here we all are, and our producer Spencer, so literally the whole front row, film roast crew, in the theater that we roast in. Ironically, in the very back row. In the very back row, right? And this guy's yelling this, and I'm like, this dumb idiot. He doesn't know there literally is a group of people who do <laughs> this for professionally a <laughs> for a living here at this theater, and we all shut the fuck up. Like, we, if anybody's going to be making jokes, it's us, but nobody should be making any jokes. So, you know, it was great to see everybody, like, boo them down or whatever. Yeah, not... 
not acknowledge those people, you know, because like you gotta get to respect whatever craft it is. You have to know straight. somebody kicked the back of his seat. <laughs> Probably. Oh, I would have kicked the back. I of I would his have. Head. <laughs> so what's uh, what's coming up for you guys? What movies are coming up? So uh, on May twenty fifth, um, we're gonna be roasting Sam Raimi's version of Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, the old the old uh, upside original, down kissy one, the upside down uh, scene, and then. Um, after that, on June 29th, uh, the next movie we'll be doing is Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that'll be uh, pretty fun as well. Um, Worst fucking archaeologist yep. ever. And again, that's that's Saturday at 9 p.m. He destroys everything. Who, who are we talking to, Megan? <laughs> yeah, about Megan the archaeologist. Megan, yeah. the archaeologist. What a, how, how unrealistic the movie is. No, about how ever. fucking he's the worst archaeologist. He destroys ever. every like, temple he, he goes into. And, like, Does he never <laughs> see a fucking brush in his hand? And, like he's not categorizing. There's anything. no paperwork he's, ever. He's he's a archaeologist the same way Han Solo is a hero. <laughs> They're both Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's the connection. <laughs> but the thing is, Harrison Ford's like a genuinely nice heroic dude in real life. He fucking takes his helicopter on search sure, and rescue yeah. missions and then crashes it. Hey, that's only happened a couple that was times. An accident. And he's got a cool earring. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, he's fucking Harrison Ford. He, like, he does whatever the go fuck get he wants. One. When he shits, people scoop it up and sell it. Ew. Like, <laughs> I thought we had an agreement that we weren't going to bring that up on the podcast. It's not my fault you buy it's it. It's a hobby, okay? <laughs> he's got a really big collection, folks. <laughs> he brought in samples. It's weird. Taste them. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we. Uh, <laughs> how, how do people get a hold of you if they if they want to come see your stuff either at Wise Guys or at Brewbies? Um. Yeah. So for uh, Front Row Film Roast, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just at Front Row Film Roast for all of those. Um. We also in uh, our website is uh, just www.frontrowfilmroast.com. Um, and then, uh, for crowdsource, same thing. Uh, I think it's, uh, C-Source Live on Twitter and crowdsource comedy on Instagram. And we are also on Facebook. Yep. And you can get tickets online for either crowdsource comedy or front row film roast. Anything that we do with, you know, um, wise guys or, or with Broovies, you can always get tickets online. I want to say I want to say something. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to tell me something you else that's you your favorite? Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, let's see. You did your favorite month. Oh, what's your favorite day of the week? Oh, definitely Sunday afternoon. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed in that. Sunday afternoon, I'm like, shit, I have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, oh really? That's yeah. when I call into work to make sure All I don't have to go the next day. <laughs> All of our listeners have fucking turned their podcast Shut off. Shut up. We are entertained. Wait, we have a sub-party. No, I was going to add, um, uh, you know, we do this... Like we do the front row film most, we do crowdsource comedy, but really we're just four performers who are trying to trying to trying to make it. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be. I'll be honest, like you know, I'll say fuck the film roast if Saturday Night Live calls tomorrow. But uh, um, but really, like you can hire us for whatever you want. We're, Birthdays, we're, bar mitzvahs. Yeah, <laughs> we have done both. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> but no. if you want to, we we just like re- recently we just wrote a commercial for someone. Like we do private events. Uh, we all of us are actors in some capacity. We're producers in some capacity. So like, if you need something, and no matter what it is, you, we could probably do it. Yeah. Creative wise, we've done live shows. We've done scripted stuff. So. If you like, want us to roast a movie that you love and have us come to you and rent out a theater, you know, like we can watch it on the shit. side of my house. Right. Yeah, hey, that I really would. Right. Like, um, we're doing it. My birthday's this summer. Oh, really? That would be awesome. All right. Their birthdays are like right after each other. 
And that's close to home for you, Jessica. So <laughs> I live in Eagle Mountain. You uh, do? Yeah. She lives I'm right sorry. in the weather. I, uh, we currently move, like moved to my parents' house to because we're uh, eventually moving to LA at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, we we are <laughs> in Eagle Mountain currently, and I'm sorry. <sighs> We can't lose you to L.A. I know. We'll be back. Uh, Just a last thing about, you know, our social media. We also do like a a reason to connect with that. We usually do like a trailer for the movie. So we'll like film ourselves doing, you know, like funny stuff like for Space Jam. uh, We had this, you know, we made a little trailer. Wait a minute. Isn't that a comedy how is uh, it? Yeah, it's, a bit, it's, it's an adventure. Right? It's it's a a I guess we'll comedy. let that one it's go. It's a family yeah. movie. Obviously, haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. Really uh, so you know, we made a funny trailer, or we did one for the Notebook, which you haven't seen, and we, we kind of made it like a Princess Bride esque, where the old man's reading the Notebook to his grandson, mm-hmm. but then it gets real graphic, like sex stuff. And yeah, so. you can actually find those uh, videos. We have a YouTube channel called Naysayers. Um, N-A-Y-S-A-Y-E-R-S and all of those are on there. The easiest way to find that is just Google how to put on a sweater. That'll that'll get you there. That's yep. my first big video and then all our other stuff goes on there too. And one quick last shout out. Um, we actually do improv classes just like how we learned to do improv. So we are starting our next uh, summer improv classes on May 14th. Um, it's six weeks long. So it's five weeks and then we have a graduation student show. Um, you can pay as you go. It's only $25 a class or $125 total, but it's a one-on-one class. Anybody can come there. You don't have to be a comedian. You don't have to even want to get into comedy. Right now, we've got a real estate agent in our class, and he's the fucking funniest one in the, the whole, you know. Uh, uh, you know, there, we've got some other hilarious people in there as well, but it just shows, like, anybody can come take those. So find out more information at, at Crowdsource Comedy. You just Google that. But if you're lo- interested in doing that kind of stuff, all of our performers, we get guest performers to do front row. All of them come from, you know, our improv classes um, that have done it before and you know, become part of our, our community. So we ask all our guests this one last question. So I'm going to ask each of you guys. Um, this is where we get to learn another favorite. Yeah. Hey, so, I would listen to the uh, podcast. Yeah. So I prepared them. I said, hey, this is, this is a question that's going to so come up. It's so much better when it's not prepared. Um, <laughs> if it's any yeah, com- but while he's answering, they can think. Yeah, if true. it's any comfort, I've I, never listened to an episode before. <laughs> oh, that's we good. feel much that's, better. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and everyone else. So that's fine. Um, no, uh, so um, what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state of Utah they had to do before they left? Yeah, because you have the prepared answer. Um, yeah, and it's a good one. <laughs> what do you, you want to find? Well, no, you're just you're just like right in the weird microphone way where like. There we go. Is that better? So, like, when I see you without the microphone, I'm going to be like, that's what he looks like? Yeah, I know. That's what everyone says. He doesn't have a big phallic looking thing in front of his face the whole time. (laughs) Well, no, like, literally, all I can see are his eyes, and in between his eyes are the sign that says, please keep close to the mic. I'm considering a tattoo. <laughs> so, like, that's all I've been able to see the whole show. Um, so, I was, oh, shit, he's bald. <laughs> Shh, I like, wore a hat. the top of his head. This, you're bald, too. I know. <laughs> you know, through this whole thing, it. we're not giving a good image of you, Trevor. <laughs> like, I know. people are going to imagine. They're going to think of this, like, motley little goblin man <laughs> yeah. with, like, a tattoo nah, on fine. his face. You know what? It's on brand. It's okay. Um <laughs> I was going to say, if you've ever been to this restaurant in Salt Lake called Five Alleys, it's like 
they do like medieval style food and it's fucking sweet because it's very atmospheric there's tankards and you know torches and uh, the whole lot i had like venison there it was delicious where, where the fuck i feel is like place? i need to break your heart and tell you that they closed <gasps> oh. it already it happened why do you know why uh, i don't know why we just we had a waiter that up in Farmington that worked there and she was telling us about it and I was like I didn't even get to go there well uh, I'm sorry I don't know go to fucking arches then fine I thought you said you had a good answer what it was good that was good I know I broke your heart it was good like it was good like probably two or three months ago <laughs> do you know what happened trevor is they had one night where they had to make one more dollar from one more customer and they just needed that one person to come in and you didn't go in yeah, that sure. night i did but i didn't tip <laughs> <laughs> god what have i done wow. uh, one of you guys has to go what what's the one thing that you would, would recommend. recommend what's one thing well, i feel like andrew's like visiting? totally prepared but he hasn't like jumped on the mic what what's the one thing you, what's <laughs> the one thing you would tell someone visiting the state they had to do before they left um i mean this is it kind of depends on what you enjoy to do but as an actress i really enjoy the shakespeare festival um i think it goes from like april to october like six months mostly during the summer but they they put on really good shows and uh i've been to a lot and i've done high school competitions there it's it's a really good time they have a, they have think, a working remake of the globe theater and yes. i think you might be the first person to say that and my daughter, episode. <laughs> my daughter goes to school at suu yeah, it's, uh, they do have, I think they, uh, it's called the Adams Theater. I, I haven't been there in a few years, but I feel like they actually tore it down. It's not torn it down yet, but, not but they, they built a new the theater. The new theater yeah, is cool. Yeah, shit. I have not been to and it. And they are yet. going to tear it down. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah, they are going to tear down the Shakespeare Globe, uh, like model but that you know it, it's still great they have a few different theaters you can watch stuff in and it's all really really good so that's sick is it my turn sure hey everybody welcome back to craig and brie um <laughs> i know you've turned to you've tuned down since listening to these other sheds um, <laughs> just messing. uh let's see uh one thing you have to do this is gonna sound really cliche for me to say but if you are in utah in the month of june you need to go to the pride festival <gasps> let me tell yes, it's, you do. it's so cool and let me tell you why it's so unique just to utah in general utah has one of the salt lake city in particular like the salt lake city area has one of the most dense gay populations there's just a lot of us around like you turn any corner it's like bah, glitter oh my face. god there's a gay guy <laughs> like tops a- bottoms sideways everywhere yeah <laughs> to be fair gay guys always have glitter that they throw at your face that's why no one likes them it's for it's- defense but also for pizzazz that <laughs> 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 actually would be a great defense like a great defense mechanism they don't you carry pepper it spray it's yeah. glitter spray yeah, because you know right. what if you threw that at chris he would totally freak out and run away <laughs> yeah, he hates glitter <laughs> yeah no it's just like pocket sand but like <laughs> you could probably blind someone worse i hate glitter so cut your much. eyes yeah, <laughs> glitter's the well then let's hang the out craft it's just, just the herpes of everything i think chris still has i glitter would rather have herpes than glitter <laughs> i can give you both <laughs> 
Herpes and You guys, I'm running out of notes. Please don't. Please don't give him herpes. I will. I will. Thank you. I I'll make my point. I'll make my point. So Utah has a really, uh, we have a, it's not like there's a huge gay population because a lot of times people from the state and surrounding states kind of flock to Salt Lake because we're a Mormon state and sometimes they don't feel like they don't belong. They want somewhere to go. And like you come join us, come hang out with us. Like there's good groups up here. I know so many awesome gay guys who are really supportive, who changed my life and come see the Utah Pride Festival. It's really cool. Yeah, the Pride, the Pride Festival is fantastic. We talk about it a lot on the show. I walked so. behind the HRC flag one year and that was fun. Utah is one of the gayest cities in the country. Thank you. And gay senior, gay, you seriously. Mean Salt Lake City is? It's, it's the, yeah. yeah. Salt Lake Utah's City. not a city. Chris doesn't know. Brigham? I struggle with geography. Is that you, okay? sir? Yeah. Chris, Chris doesn't know. No, uh, and actually, like, Salt Lake is, is number one for, uh, senior, gay senior city. Ooh. A lot of gay seniors come it's here. True. Oh, they're so nice too. They'll buy you. A, no, never mind. I used to. I used to work with a, a gay senior named Bryn when I was like sixteen years old. Like, so that was a really long time ago because I'm old. And he was like the first person I. I didn't even like. It wasn't a concept. He was just like this nice, cool person that I knew. And then when I got older, I was like, Dad, was he gay? My dad was like. Uh, you're a little slow, kid. But just I, I the suck nice his dick a lot, honey. <laughs> I don't think you're old enough. Well, they are like staples of society. Like old gay, uh, like uh, senior gays, they like own businesses. They always vote. Well, look at Jim like, Debacus. Yeah. Like they just, because they had to make their way. They had to prove themselves as a member of society in order to like maintain happiness, to have respect. And so I, I, I just noticed that it's a, it's a weird correlation between a lot of older, uh, older gay, older gay people is that like they're just, good citizens because they had to prove it in a place that's kind of rigid as a society you know that's cool that you had like a culture like uh because like with other disabled people all we really have that we share gay people disabled? <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing wait a second with special ed <laughs> do you guys get a special bus too oh yeah oh yeah it was real great uh let me tell you because like there was... About us. You guys <laughs> I was talking I, I, I was talking to my friend Craig. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a limousine. Uh, it's it's got like glitter it's comes out the exhaust pipe. It, and it has a unicorn horn instead of a of a regular hood horn. Except it's a dildo. Yes, you've seen it before. Yeah, and it's a dildo. Everything's everything well, counts yeah. as a dildo. And the horn only plays ABBA. <laughs> Dancing <Mama> Queen. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> and the only music that plays on the bus is just Elton John and Cats, the musical. Yeah. And House. There's some House music. Yeah, that's true. House Little music Robin. after 9 p.m. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, we know what we're talking about. So so now that we've talked about uh, the gay buses in Utah, um, <laughs> Andrew. Mine's because uh, I didn't mention earlier, I'm not from Utah. I actually moved here from uh, Kansas City via Dallas, Texas. So I'm a Texan at heart. Um, I'm sure you've. Had well, Chris so- was actually born in Texas, so I don't think you get to claim Texas. Ah, well, there you go. I'll claim. I'll, I'll claim America. No, he can then. fucking have uh, it. <laughs> born in the states, uh, the original state. Say you were born in the city of Texas. <laughs> I know what he's talking about then. Uh, so there, I mean, there's so much out here. I'm sure tons and tons of people have told you all the cool things. Go down to Zion's, go up to the mountains. So I'll do one that probably hasn't been done. Um, they're two in one. Obviously, there's a section in Salt Lake called the Avenues, and they're just really pretty. Just all kinds of different houses. You have no idea 
why they built any of these fucking houses the way they did because none of them are in unison you know one will be purple one bedroom small like lower level brick and then the next one wide over will be giant and they're all on like wood. fucking 40 percent grade slopes so. <laughs> right yeah like about to fall down in the street um but connected to that is the salt lake city cemetery and that yeah. place is fucking crazy there's like um, like, uh, what are they called? Headstones that say, like, she was killed by the B666. That's where I went like... on my first date with my ex-husband. <laughs> now maybe we know. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but we couldn't figure out what to do, so we went to the cemetery. No, it's a lot of fun, especially nine miles. at night. It's creepy. What'd you say? It's nine miles. Nine, nine miles oh, of walking. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yep. That's a fucking lot, man. Is um, that, like, a, do you have to walk does, around every stone? Does, <laughs> like, yeah. does that include All the Calvary? Exactly, does that road. include yeah. Calvary, Jess? I think so. Because Calvary's not part of city except it is but it has but all the roads it's on a nice through. big hill you can still see the whole city around you can walk around but it's crazy to see in like all these you know 150 year old you know tombstones and all these crazy obviously there's all this mormon history with it connected all these prophets and people buried up there that you can go see and you know get it got drunk on gordon b hinckley's grave once that was fun uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you pour one for the old man? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I drank a glass of milk for him. Uh, no, but just I, well, I, I love it. used to brew there. beer. You're good there. There you go. And what? it's just an, it, there. It's just an e- easy to walk in there. It's just crazy. Like nobody will bother you. It's you know strange. You would never think to mention a cemetery in city, but ours is crazy. We do have a, a nice cemetery. Well, thanks guys so much for for joining us. It's been uh, a pleasure. And. Uh, Thank you. So formal. Thanks for having what? us. I don't know. It was just kind of funny and casual. Yeah, uh, and then you're like, you're. Thank you so much. Thank sir. you so much, Bree. We'll now say the closing prayer. <laughs> thank you, Elder. <laughs> it's like the NPR thing, you know. They're always like, oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> but you gotta have a really weird name. Your names are not strange. My name is Sean Aramesh Kampoor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. That was Dr. Brian Schlemmel. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited. Well, that's gonna complete this evening's uh, show. Um, Festivities. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you laughed um, somewhat as much as we did. Um, those, those guys were, were great. And I say guys pejoratively, it's, uh, I mean, all of them, there was a woman, uh, peeps. Yeah. There, there was a lady, a lady person. They seem like they would produce a very fun and entertaining show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and it's interesting to hear that it is, it is pretty scripted, which is, which is good. Um, that means that they're. Well, it means that that they're thoughtful about it and you're not going to get some dumb joke that they thought off at the top of their head that sounded really funny, but then wasn't. Yeah, they're probably less likely to say like racist and super offensive shit, too. They probably think a little bit harder about when they're going to talk about people. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to say. It's been a uh, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Um, uh, Hopefully uh, you guys are are. uh, Having some good times as we roll into summer. I think most of the schools at this point have have let out. We've got our fucking kid back. That's kind of been annoying for a week. The colleges are out. The, high, the schools have another week or two. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, don't need to deal with that. That's important. <laughs> high school doesn't even matter to me anymore. Elementary school, whatever. When they come and go, doesn't matter. College is a very different schedule, though. Well, not only so. Not only is Julia done, she's already started summer. Just, yeah, well, that's yeah. that's that's how Sean. So she is. didn't even get like a week. She got a week, if mm-hmm. that. Oh, she started summer semester. Yeah, she's doing yeah. summer semester. Yeah. 
Well, so for for a lot of reasons. One, she wants to get done quicker, but two, to keep her dorm, she's got to be at least part time during the summer. So she's taking some classes, so she doesn't have to move back home. You know, that's that's not a bad reason to stay, although it's kind of probably costly. Well, but. but she's kind of lucky because she's close enough that she can come home like every other weekend. Or, she does. Well, not every other weekend, but she does come home. Yeah, quite a bit. Where the girls like, if yeah. if they're staying down there, they're staying down there. Like I, I suspect I'll see. Cassidy just because of a rave or something, but I don't know that she'll have... Yeah, maybe once this summer she'll come up. Once or twice, I bet she comes up for concerts or something like that, but um, but yeah, having Sean back, Chris can't walk around naked anymore. Yeah, it is really disappointed. <laughs> I was walking around the house completely nude this morning. With, making, with flip-flops. Making lunches for us in my flip-flops and nothing else this like morning. Like you do. Like you do. Well, the tile's cold in the morning, so you make lunch in the flip-flops <laughs> uh, for, you know, at six in the morning. Uh, making coffee, getting lunches together, making breakfast. Uh, then I come up and take a shower and put clothes on. We're never quiet. And now I feel mm. like now we're going to have to be quiet. Mm. The, vi- the big question is, is she going to have a job for this summer? Yes. She interviewed um, for PetSmart job. Is that the job she had last year? No, that was Cassie. No, Cassie. it's the same job that Cassie has oh. had, though. Um, but the problem was is... They were willing to transfer Cassie down to St. George. George PetSmart, but it's just a retail job down there. They don't have a hotel. Well, and also St. George is not Cedar City. Well, that's what I'm going to say. So who wants to drive 45 minutes both ways for a retail job? Yeah. Um, where Sean, she can do the, the pet hotel. You know, if she gets the job, she can do the pet hotel um, all summer. And then if they're willing to transfer her down there. Bam, she's already in St. George. She has a job. So if they're willing to kind of transfer her back and forth, she could actually maintain this job. That would be good for her. Yeah, yeah. that would be a great, great job for school. Jobs so. in St. George are hard to come by for the college kids. There's just not very many of them. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it. Um, make sure and visit some of the fun local stuff that's going on. As the summer starts to pick up, uh, there will be a lot more things to starting to happen uh for sure don't worry about the hiccups i haven't been drinking um the state fair all kinds of concerts oh, yeah. our state fair is a great state I it's love, not until september i love the state fair yeah they're always in the fall and and like you'll have come fourth of july time we'll have all sorts of stupid fireworks and fucking west fest and stuff like well, that and apparently we're gonna have a movie on the side of jess's house that gets roasted that's true oh, yeah that's what you said. You, <laughs> you said, said on the side of my house for my birthday. So that's festival, July. Cheese festival coming up. Yeah, that's right in June. So lots of stuff's going to start happening. Jess will start spending more of the show time talking about things. Um, and I'll interrupt her more than normal. It's not true. Well, it actually the is interrupting is problem. Interrupting is probably but, true. But uh, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, so have a great week. And... Um, Share the episode if you like it. If you don't like it, share it anyway. Sharing is caring. Um, just the fucking share button's right next to the like button. Post it to your Twitter or to your Facebook. You don't even have to write anything. Just no, share. just fucking share it on Facebook. All you got to do is hit share and then click yes and you're done. And then more people get exposed to our awesomeness. Uh, and if you hate it, you can share it and make a comment like, fucking, can you believe these people? And and then people will still listen to us and that's fine with me. Um, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast, on Facebook, the New Utah Podcast, and our 
her website, thenewutah.com, is a fantastic place to find out about the Pride Festival uh, eventually um, and the Five Alleys that doesn't exist anymore, maybe. Um, the I really felt bad telling him that because he was so enthusiastic, but... It's true. The Shakespearean Festival. I mean, really, the city of Utah is amazing. <laughs> uh, and, and there are so much stuff to do. All the one things are on the website. Jess does a wonderful job of, uh, Almost of all. doing the, the research. Yeah, I'm obviously, fucking <gasps> Five Alleys is not going to be on the website because it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, that's, I think it should be. That's Trevor's fault. Um, you know, he should have fucking picked something real. <laughs> then he was just like, well, oh, and then he kind of just left. It I still was... didn't really get to see his face ever. It, it was it was a rad restaurant and it's on it was on Foothill. Obviously not rad enough. Not as rad as it rad was around the BMX for a movie. really long time. I went there in high school. For yeah, high school, it dance. was around forever. So it's been around a while. Is it as rad as Donuts and Deli on Twenty Seventh? We had a high State? school dance there. No, 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 no. Just for one of the dances at high school. That's where we went for donuts. Our, the dinner part of the dance. Donuts and Deli. I love that place. It's like glitter and gaze. 